This is episode 30 of Trash Talking with Eco Warriors featuring Ramona Barnes from Orez. You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee. You're young, you're hip, and you want to live a zero-waste life, but all the products in the stores just don't really quite fit your aesthetic. Well, that was the situation when Ramona Barnes decided to start Orez, her zero-waste company that is literally the word zero spelled backwards. I discovered Ramona's products while I was visiting a small cafe in Soho and noticed that there was an entire section full of beautifully designed zero-waste products, everything from plastic-free toothpaste bars to some really beautiful kitchenware. I sat down at the same cafe that I discovered Ramona's products at and we talked about her journey to zero waste as well as how she created this beautiful line of products. I hope you enjoy hearing the story as much as I enjoyed recording it. Let's get trash talking. Cool, so Ramona, thank you for joining us for a live recording of Trash Talking this early in the morning. Well, thank you for inviting me, yes. <laughs> cool. If you can tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. So my name is Ramona Barnes. I was originally from Thailand, born and raised. Um, I moved here about almost 20 years ago and, you know, married my husband. I became pregnant, have a kid, and I, I just did the whole natural childbirth. I was like dive deep in it. I meditate, I do yoga, I became vegetarian for almost 20 years now. It's that natural lifestyle that, I, that I'm very attracted to. And at the same time, when I had my firstborn, I started this whole like cloth diapers because I wanted to go zero ways and make my own toothpaste and my cleaning product at home. It was just, I, I just love it. I just, I enjoy it. And that's, and that's why I started the company, Orez. And tell us what Orez means, because I thought this was really, really clever. It's so cool, isn't it? Um, so what, Orez is zero written backwards. Basically, we're, we're trying to inspire people to go back to basics, try to go back to reusing instead of just disposing everything. And it's funny how the name came upon. It's I, I kind of talked to my business partner and said, like, I want a, uh, some random women's name that it's just not some, you know, it's just like, I want it to be a little more special. I want it to be different. And I want zero in front of it. And then I kept saying it out loud to my husband. I'm like, what do I do? I want Z in it. I want zero in it. He's like, why don't you just spell zero backwards? And I'm like, oh my God, this is like the best. So, Genius. so that's it. Once we got that, it was, it was done. Yeah. Cool. So tell us more about like the different products that you offer and why they're, they're important and special. So all the products that I picked and choose and design comes from what I use at home by myself. Like I literally, this is how I go through my life. This is what I use in my kitchen and my clothing, my makeup, everything. I, it, it's, it comes from how I lived my life for the past 10 years. But with a better design. Yeah, I should hard. note that she has her reusable bottle and her reusable uh cup for... yes bamboo fiber cup I, I take them along with me you know you that's the thing because I I before I started my company I definitely look for products out there but a lot of time it's just not the perfect color or it's just not and I have that eye for design I, I'm an artist kind of personality and so in my mind I just I 
you know, I have this romantic idea in my head of like this lifestyle, you're living this way minimally and you only have a few products, but it's versatile. And that's how I just kind of start designing and picking and choosing color. And I choose the color that kind of capture the landscape of um, somewhere in the, in the ocean with like driftwood, a little bit of like light gray to dark gray from the sand and like Hawaii beach or something. Like, I, I really <laughs> picture that. Nature. I, yeah, 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 nature basically. And I, that's how I picked all the color just to, you know, we, we use the word volunteer simplicity quite a bit because we, we're intentionally scaling down. This is, this is intentional to, to use only a few product that really matters, that we really need. And, you know, when you create that kind of space in your, in your environment where you have less, it really opens up so much more possibility for your mind to explore yeah. other things. So you're not constantly bombarded with products and things. Yeah. Will you tell us, uh, pick your favorite product and then walk us through the life cycle of that product, like how it gets from its raw materials to the actual end of life cycle. Okay. So I'm going to pick the first one that I was so inspired by. And this was before I started the company, I kind of kept thinking, what can I do in terms of dish cleaning without having to like buy, you know, liquid that comes in plastic bottle or do I need to bring glass bottle to a store every time I want to refill, which it's just impossible for me. I, I go to three different grocery stores sometimes just to go zero waste and it's just not practical with two kids and you know. So I came up with idea, I, I read, I came across this article about Savon Marcel, how you can actually, use, women in, back in the day use it to do yeah. their... Explain what, explain what Savon de Marcel is yeah. because I think there's some people who probably know. I have a bar myself, yes. but some people might not know. I, I mean, I've seen this bar long, long time ago and I just right away love it because it has this old look and the story of it is even better because it, it started in what, 1600 in France? I, I don't know exact year, but it was a long time ago they started this way of making soap with 100% olive oil mixed with seaweed ash and the, the seawater. And yeah, and seawater has salt. So the Savon Marcel actually lasts twice as long as any other soap. And it really is um, hypoallergenic. It really works for sensitive skin as well. The smell is a little tricky for a lot of people. Why Why is the smell? So I, I noticed I this about mine as well. Yeah. And I was just like, is it me? Am I imagining no, things? I <laughs> It's funny because when people not familiar with Savon de Marcel, it's not the kind of soap that it has fragrant covering up. It's, no. it's really is a pure, natural way of like doing anything with that soap. And it's, it's, it's so good. It cut grease really well and everything. Yeah, the smell is a little tricky, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> if it's natural, if there's no synthetic perfume, then that's supposed to be that smell. Though they make like the white one, which is using sustainable palm oil. Um, that one doesn't have a strong smell to it. Interesting. Yeah, so you can use that as well. So funny. Yeah, but, but so I started with that soap because I saw that soap and I just love it. But like, it's not practical to use it on your body. But when I read that, yeah, women back in France use it to do their laundry, their dishes. They even brush their teeth or wash their hair, everything with it. And I was just like, duh, like, that's the answer. Just a block of soap and... And, and you can just do it all. So I, of course, bought it. And at the same time, I've, I've seen this brush, you know, this Swedish brush that comes from, uh, that, that's made by natural fiber from horse hair or like 
uh, tapioca, I, I don't know, all kinds of like fiber from vegetables, uh, some vegetation and stuff like that. So I find it to be so beautiful and I put together this little set and I made pottery as well. So I made my own little handmade plate and I, I, just, wow. I just made this set and I use it at home and I just was so excited about how easy it is to use. You don't ever have to squeeze the liquid out of the bottle. You don't ever, like I said, have to bring your bottle back to the store. You just replace it with soap. And, and the brushes, by the way, last a long time if you take care of it. Like if you don't just soak them in water and it turns a little dark, you know, you can put it in the sun sometime. The, the, the scrub brush actually made from rice roots. And that thing, it's funny how a lot of people are not sure how to use it, but I have to say it's, it's one of my favorite compared to every other brushes we have. And so is that a product that like you manufacture yourself or? So oh, the soap, of course, it's from France because it's a original Savon de Marcel and you need to have like, a, they, the company that can only produce Savon de Marcel is only a few left now and they need to be certified. There's a lot of fake one out there. So we picked the really good, real, you know, certified Salon de Marcel maker. And the brushes, I actually flown to Sweden myself to visit the factory and met with the visually impaired men who, who sat there and do all these brushes. And they work only a few hours a day. It's like a, you know, like a, like a good way for them to have a job. And so I, so that one comes from Sweden. And then the, um, the plate is made here in New York. I, because I am a potter as well, so I found a, a potter that can help me and I design it and I told her to make oh, it for me, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And so why, why was this so important to you? Like why start a sustainability company? You know how things, it, it's been like this for more than 10 years, how I, I go zero waste, but then I realize how hard it is to be 100% zero waste, especially when you have kids, yeah. and they bring back especially snacks in New York, in New York. You, everywhere you go, there's so much garbage. Uh, coffee cups and everything but my mindset is like okay I want to go zero waste 100% I'm gonna do my best and then I, I would fail here and there and then it would just it just kind of bummed me out but then I always get back to it I always am like interested in, in doing it and I, I just kept I just kept at it and I feel like at this point it's really not about being 100% zero waste it's really about just being more conscious if you can actually be more conscious of every day you bring your bottle out with you 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 know are you do when you're buying something, do you really need it? Do, like you really think, not just do it without thinking. Do you really need that cup of coffee or can you go home right now because you're almost home anyway? Like, you know, like just be a little more conscious and yeah. that little effort can, can take it, you know, further. Yeah. Why does the environment matter to you though? Why? Like, um, yeah. You know, I think my background growing up in Thailand and my grandmother is from Switzerland. My grandfather is Chinese. I get to have two different mindset. My grandfather, as a Chinese, you know, they, they reuse everything. They never throw anything out. They are very frugal. <laughs> you know, the, the, I'm my, just laughing because like yeah, this is you're yeah. like describing my mom to some extent. My mom would use a Ziploc bag over. Oh yeah, over. I don't throw mine out yes. either. <laughs> so that's our mindset in my family. And then when I go to Switzerland when I was younger, my grandmother would like compost everything. She has like they, they set up a compost bin at the back of their house. I didn't understand why. Like I thought like why can't you just throw them out in the garbage? I I didn't really understand that impact. And then she would go grocery shopping and bring her own bag. This was like 30 years ago when I went to Switzerland. 
And I just kind of like, huh, like wonder why. And they charge people's money. And I'm like, huh, like, you know, I, I, I kind of kept thinking. At the same time, growing up in Thailand, we have this beach house. Thankfully, my dad got us a beach house. So every weekend we would go to the beach. So my, my childhood was right on the beach without any toys. Wow. We were always spending morning till night just on the beach. My mom would call us to come eat lunch and we would sit on the beach eating food and go back into the water, digging through sand. And so I'm always with nature. We, we hardly, I grew up in Bangkok, but I, every weekend we go out to our beach. So I never really spent time in the mall or like, that's how Thai people do. They spend time in the mall or, cause it's hot. Everyone wants to be indoor, <laughs> but we are always at the beach. And I think, I think that just kind of seeped into my, something you know what I mean yeah. it just imprints like That's that awesome. and it matters it, it for me it's almost like I don't even have to read a book it just it, it clear it's so clear to me that you not you have to take care of the nature you know? yeah mm. and have you gone back since like has it been very different like to see yeah like to see this yeah yeah like the beaches and like the environment it's it's so bad yeah definitely growing up we visited beaches in Thailand island and everything and I remember used used to snorkeling like right along the beach and you could see all kinds of corals and beautiful colors like what you've seen in in like National Geographic yeah Yeah. (laughs) and all the fish will be swimming around you and you could just feed them bread and then we went back on my honeymoon, there's nothing left, right? And our beach town, when we have our beach house, we, we sold it finally, but like, it was just garbage everywhere. You don't even want to get into the water. We, we went to Phuket as well, and then you see like just garbage floating around. I, I mean, it's, just, it's so sad. And every time I go to any beach, I see any garbage, I would pick it up. Yeah. I would make a point to just like, you know what? I'll just take it into the garbage. Yeah. Yeah, we, we promote on this podcast a lot. Uh, they do beach cleanups at yeah. Rise and the Rockaways. Uh-huh. I've gone to a couple, but awesome. like, yeah, definitely like promote this Why idea. Not? Yeah. yeah. Um, what what keeps you inspired? So when you have these moments where you see like the trash everywhere yeah. and like how consumptive people are, like what keeps you inspired to keep mm-hmm. going? You know, I used to be so overwhelmed and, you know, one of those things where it's like you judge other people. <laughs> it's the truth. When I was so 100% into zero waste mindset, like it has to be perfect. And I look around and everyone else is holding this like, you know, plastic cup with straws and like throwing trash everywhere. And my husband bring back like plastic bag full of laundry when he go on his uh, (laughs) trip to like, the, you know, to his business trip. And I'm like, why can't you just use cloth bag? We have that. But it just, he can't do it. Like other people are not into it. But that drives me crazy, and I didn't have fun anymore, right? I just ju- start judging other people. So I, I took it back, changed my mindset, and I realized, you know what? It's actually never about other people. It's about how you feel, what do you do, and do your best. Stop judging other people and pointing fingers, because I'm not even perfect. How about just do my best, and hopefully you can inspire other people. And, yeah. and that's my mindset at this point. And, you know, sometimes when at the same, when you look at, like, how do you elect people out there that's, like, going to be in this type of mindset or not, like, it's almost too far out there. It's, I can't even be in control of that situation. So let's bring it back to what can we be in control of right now? What yeah. is it that you can do every day right now? That, that starts, just starts right there. You don't have to go too yeah. far. I wonder, so, because I have, I have my trouble things, just like yeah. you, right? Like, you can't be perfect, yeah. so I definitely have, like, my trouble things that I'm just like, I can't stop doing this one thing that I know I should uh-huh. stop doing. What's your, what's your thing? My thing is groceries. 
It's because we, we live in an area where there's not a real farmer's market nearby. I have to really like drive to this part of New York. Like I, I live in West Village. There's only farmer's market on Saturday near Abingdon us no, uh, in Abingdon Square. Okay. But I go to Union Square quite a bit just to get my farmer's market produce and stuff. But, you know, I just go to Brooklyn Fair by the house or any little grocery store near our house. Yeah. And I try to buy organic as much as possible. I bring my own bag. But, you know, the produce that you get organic there's still little plastic thing that they have to tie it you know tie it on or the little stickers a little produce. sticker on the produce definitely <laughs> and and if you buy like rice or anything it comes in plastic there's no refill around there and for me that's what i said if i need to do like zero waste i have to go to three or four different grocery stores to just get everything done yeah. so that's the part where it's still very hard um but i i would save all the plastic bags shove it in one little bag and take it drop it off at like the plastic bag drop off place but some plastic you can't even no. you can't even no yeah and yeah. like there's so many things uh we call it in this industry wish cycling mm -hmm. So things that people stick in the recycling bin, they're like, this is recyclable, yes. right? And you're like, no, it's not. Yeah. And it caused problems for them. Because yeah, they because don't then it costs more it. to have to like exactly. dispose of everything. Yeah. Um, you have to check out the Wally Shop. Okay. It's a zero waste package free grocery delivery system. Oh, okay, nice. Wally. The Wally Shop. The yeah, Wally I'll send you. Shop. I'll send you okay, the yeah, link. I'd love to. Yeah, uh, Tamara was on our link. She's from Taiwan. Oh. And she was on she was on the show, but she started this company that based so out of Brooklyn, smart. and they do a bicycle delivery, no packaging, deposits for all the bags, and then they take the bags back. And you know how I used to, you know, when Amazon came out with like Amazon was well, it market, yeah, 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 yeah that thing. Place, yeah. I was kind of excited because I'm like, oh, this is awesome, this is cool. But then at the beginning, it came in this big green thing with foam, and then you throw it out. No, so I, 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 I save it, it for my right, building, but, like but they throw them out. out. But they, and the building still throw them out because they say they, they have too much. They can't they can't handle them. But now I think they switched. Up. I stopped buying just because of that. Like because of yeah. that, I just like no, no, I can't. It just, it hurts my soul. Yeah. <laughs> so I stopped. But I I've noticed that we don't see that those green bags anymore. I think they switched to paper. Yeah, but imagine how many thousands of those bags are out there now in the environment. Every time I would see them in the trash, I was like, so how, how is this their business model? Yeah. And then that's why Loop that was created off of TerraCycle is so interesting to me because it's the same concept. You can, you can deliver everything to your doorstep uh -huh. in this bag. It's a reusable tote bag. Uh -huh. They have like glass bottles or refillable bottles of every product like that's normal, like Crest and yeah. Pantene shampoo and then haagen ice cream, and then yes, you send I've the containers back. Yes. Yeah. Is it around now? Are they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. They're, they've launched, yeah. Um, cool. What's um, what's probably the most challenging thing you've had to overcome in trying to start this business out? Um, I have to say, I because I started this business with me and my business partner, the challenging part is just to figure everything out. And I, I mean figure everything out, literally. Like, it's just me sitting there. Do, creating my own website, taking in my own photos, buying my own product, designing, sitting there drawing, like I've done every single thing. It's so hard, like the, the idea was easy. The initial period was the easiest. And then once you uh, start, that's the hard part to start coming in. Like, oh my God, how do you do this? How do you store things? How do you, you know, how do you ship? How do I deal with it? So I, I have so many little moment that I just like why did I start this again <laughs> but then again at the end it's like you know what it's it's not about anything other than just inspiring like as long as I know that I'm doing something and then 
it might inspire some people to, yeah. to make a change even if I don't make money it's okay yeah. like you know what I am doing something that I really enjoy and that's yeah. how I feel like that's how I can keep yeah, and they're beautiful products, so I, I do hope that it is something like yeah. enjoyable for people. What's been what's been the most inspiring moment that you've had so far throughout like starting this business? Like, when did you know like this is a thing and you can like do this? So the, the, my moment was when I did the shop object when I did like a trade show, and I have 50 different companies came by and wanting to buy my product. I, I actually literally turned around and cried. I actually cried because it's been, uh, oh my God, it's been so much work, right? Like I said again, How starting, long has it been? It's, uh, I started two years ago, but on, online, like really selling only one year because I have to like design products, buy products, you know, all the research that I had to put in. But starting selling and putting it out there was only a year ago, exactly one year. Um, yeah, so for me, when people actually connect and really came by and said how they love the design and everything, I make, 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 makes me cry, basically. <laughs> That's just simple as that. That's awesome. When was that? Which trade show? This was um, th this was only what, like two months ago. It's just like a first time trying trade show because I feel like maybe let, let's see if I can just put the products out there as much as possible. Trade show will bring products around the U.S. If anything, because yeah. I have come. What trade show? What trade show was? Shop it? Object. Oh. It's like New York now, but it's called Shop Object. Okay. Yeah, and I'm That's doing awesome. it again in. Um, February, there's another one, so I'm just gonna cool. just keep going. Congrats. Maybe yeah, people can you. stop by and yeah, see your stuff. By. <laughs> well, I have a, a, a pop-up. I don't know when this is coming out, but I have a pop-up in, um, in, in Patmos. It's a clothing store out in Brooklyn on uh, Atlantic Avenue, uh -huh. and she will carry my product after the pop-up this weekend as well, so people can come and see the products. Oh, know? cool. Yeah. Awesome. What is the name of the... And Patmos. Okay. Have okay. you heard of that? No, I haven't, but yeah. you'll have to send me that. Yeah, yeah, so I, I will. And yeah, this Saturday, if you're free, please come yeah. by. There's like uh, raw snacks for people to try. Cool. A bunch of cool stuff. Great, great. Um, and so what's what's your biggest takeaway? Like you, you started this business. It sounds like it's going well. It's been pretty successful. You used to have your products here at Maman Cafe uh, in, in Soho, which is pretty cool. It's where I, I first saw your product yeah. and was very very thrilled i think i sent it out to like three or four friends to be like this is where you get your stuff yes, um, you. which was really really fun to yeah. be able to do that um wh what's like next like where would you want to like take your business and what are you looking to do my, and accomplish i have so much in my head that i want to get there but of course there's steps to it um, i would love to have my own store one day where people can come there's a cafe so you can hang people like my, like like-minded can come together we can teach how to make things because I love, I, I know how to make almost anything because I just one of those people that love to do some research and I make my own shampoo bar. So basically I make my own makeup. I make my, like I just make everything as if I can. And I would like to just engage people in that, like teach and have fun and, and put all the women entrepreneur or men too, why not? The one that's like, you know, nearby, local and just have a group of people together, yeah. you know, yeah. inspiring each other. I think, I, that's would be great. I think New York City is a good place to do yeah. something like that. Yeah, but you know, real estate here is so expensive. Yeah. How many flaws do I have to sell? How many? Like, it just doesn't make any sense right now. So I have to just 
kind of tag along other people and do online. Yeah. Well, tell us more about the different types of products that you have. So I know there's things like the toothpaste that we were talking about earlier. Um, this was the thing that I was most excited about because similar to, I think, other people that I've spoken to on this podcast and other people that I know, toothpaste is a really tricky one. Yes. I've tried the homemade activated charcoal, yeah, like yeah, baking yeah. soda, coconut oil ones. I've tried, you know, like ones that are online that are like in plastic still but like maybe there's like some aluminum so it's like a little bit less waste but I'm so happy that somehow you love it because I it, it came out of me just constantly again I, I always wake up in the middle of the night just thinking my, my idea comes at night I'm just laying there and like what can I do with this toothpaste situation because like you said it either it comes in like tube tastes pretty good comes in tube which is a problem or like it just comes in this glass jar that does not look pretty. I do not want it in my, on my, you know, in, in my cabinet. I, I don't love it. So I was sitting there and because I read that Savon Marcel, people used to brush their teeth with that. I tried. Tastes terrible. I would never do it. Oh no. I tried it just because I need to know. It does, didn't taste oh, good. No. <laughs> so I finally tried my own. I made my own soap at home. I use natural ingredients and it still doesn't have that fresh mint, minty taste but it, it was good enough it doesn't if you use coconut oil to do it it becomes too soapy it tastes terrible but when you use olive oil actually somehow it doesn't taste as bad oh so it's olive oil based yeah so cool. mine is olive oil based and then you put some um, essential oil of like orange and stuff into it mint you know and so it's it tastes good and I put charcoal in and then on top of that, I'm like, it has to come in a nice container. So I, of course, created this. I, I have this uh, little wooden box made. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. just for just for a tooth soap. Yeah. And I thought people can just buy refills. And the refill, I would actually hand stitch it myself, FYI, in like a in like a little wax paper bag. Because I, I figured like there's no tape. I, I'm not using any glue. I'm just like stitching it together. For me, it's it's pretty. You can still see through without plastic, you know. And yeah, and people can just just buy soap. And you know that thing lasts forever. I don't know. Mine lasts like six yeah. months or something. Yeah. It doesn't go down that quickly. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and what other what other products do you carry? Oh yeah. So <laughs> sorry. So it it started with the kitchen, of course. I you know cleaning a little bit here and there. The food container that I love, like the lunchbox, is made from enamel, which means that like, you can actually reheat right on the stovetop or bake in the oven. It's like a one product that works for so many wow. different purposes. Yeah. Oh, cool. So it's enamel, which is cast iron dipped in like porcelain. It could chip if you drop it. It would never break, but it could chip. But you know, like enamel, it, it's That's aged cool. beautifully. And we have a wooden lid that's sealed. It has like a silicone ring as well. I have it made just for us, just because I, I find all the things out there with like plastic lip does not look pretty and like I said I want everything to look natural and looks like nature as well so the acacia wood lid is beautiful you can use it to serve as well um, we have like a butter dish you know like tall container for like storage or reheating soup if you have leftover soup and all kinds of stuff and then we have linen that made here in New York everything everything that's linen bag linen napkin 
made right here in New York. The napkin itself is, it's like a utensil holder as well. And I design it because I'm like, how can I use a, because you know, if you buy a, a utensil holder, yeah. you never really, Velcro on exactly. Them and, yep. and you never really use it for anything else. No. So I, I figured like, and you can wash it because a lot of time you want to wash it too. If you don't wash your right, utensil right, right, right away. You just stick your utensils back in. Exactly. That's so, so that's why I kind of come up with this little like napkin slash utensil holder. You wrap it like a burrito, tie it, and it looks beautiful. I, I actually go to, um, you know, the fashion district and buy the material and, and design it and take it to the factory and teach them how to do it because I also sew at home. Nice. One of the crazy things that I like to do. But I teach them, and like the little bento bag, I teach them how to do it because I like the Japanese bento bag. I'm, I'm very inspired by a lot of Japanese concept as well. So we have that, and then we have makeup, which I've been searching high and low. Since I was pregnant, I gave up all the makeup, obviously, all the chemical makeup, and I started using only natural. But a lot of time, they come in packaging that I, I don't you love, don't like, you know? Yeah. And it's like plastic still. And yep. there's all this cosmetic plastic packaging, is it's so much out there right now. And you can't recycle. Well, you can send it to TerraCycle, I believe. But yeah. like, how many people are doing that? No, a small percentage. Exactly. Right? It's only like 10% so, of everything. All the plastic in the world has been 9%, recycled. 9% only. Yeah. yeah, and who knows if that's true, right? I mean, no you can clue. see it's everywhere right now. No. But um, so, so I have the makeup, which I pick the color that I feel like it works for everyone. And it's the kind of makeup where it's just to enhance. We're not covering up anything. We're just making you look like you, but fresher, you know? Um, it's the kind of thing, I look at it as like brushing your teeth every day. You put a little bit of makeup every day just for you. You're not doing it for other people. You do it so when you walk by the mirror, you see yourself and you feel good, you know? You're not... Like Are you I wearing said, it right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I wear it every day. It's made from clay. Oh, cool. It's a uh, pink clay with all kinds of mica for, like, a little bit of highlighter. I, I only have a few. Like I said, we have this this uh, lip, cheek, and eye color that you could... It's kind of pinkish. Uh, not too pink. It's that It has a muted, like, Pink, brown, brown that yeah. earthy tone that could go with every color. Cool. Um, so you use it on your cheek, your lips, your eyes. It's 100% natural. There's no chemical whatsoever. And then we have highlighter that's like, you know, you put on your eyelid, a little bit of your tear duct, a little bit of like, I, to be honest, I used to be an actress in Thailand, so I used to have to wear makeup, so heavy makeup, and I just could not handle that. Like, it, it feels like I always take off my makeup right away after I finish filming because it just it feels, feels terrible. Gross, yeah. Caked on your face yeah. all day long. So I kind of stay away from that. And, and at the same time, when I see women who look natural, I find them to be very sexy. I find them to be very, um, like they have confidence. If they just stick with their natural beauty instead of like, you know, the, those thick eyebrows and like so much shading and... It's artificial. You can't even see their pigmentation on their... their like you don't see the freckles or anything. They cover everything up. And that, yeah. to me, is... I don't know. I, I prefer natural look. And yeah. so I, we have makeup. I, sorry, I just kept, like, talking about one thing too no, long. No, it's cool. It's cool to hear about this. Yeah, and... Um, what else do I have? I, I do clothing as well. We took it down right now from our website, but we sell it... When, whenever I walk around, like, I'm wearing our clothing line right now, whenever I walk around, people stop me and they will buy from me. I will tell them, okay, fine, we'll, we'll do the... You know, I, I can do transaction. But uh, we're doing it, the pop-up, you'll see up my clothes there. So the, the clothing line really comes from my... my um, 
my passion as well. I like to wear only linen or cotton because if you learn about clothing, about uh, synthetic fiber, yeah, how it breaks down. Every time you wash them in your machine, there's millions of like little little um, microfiber that yeah. goes into the waterway and fish will be eating it. Like Those are the most dangerous things because you don't even see them. But they're in the water supply at this point. It's in your drinking water at this point. Yeah. And what do you do? You know what I mean? And people would, would kind of like reuse the um, the garment. They would reuse like uh, leftover synthetic fiber or all that. I, I just feel like when you wear natural products, like natural fiber, it, it, it feels good on your body. It looks good. It if anything, it dries really fast. The linen gives you that wrinkly, like a perfect natural look. And I find it to be very romantic. Again, I, I have to use that word quite a bit because I just, I love imagining a woman somewhere in like France and walking <laughs> around with a little basket to go like farmer's market or something. And she wears this like nice natural linen. The problem with that is that you can't really find a lot of there's a lot of old-fashioned looking linen clothes out there and I wanted to bring in something that's a little more it's not too stylish it, it has to be something that's simple enough but like young enough you can wear from any age to be honest it's ageless right this kind of cloth and our clothes you can wear it so many different ways because it's a minimalist closet like why do you need 30 40 different dresses you can just wear this one dress three different way or four different ways forward backward so when I design it I make sure that we can wear it backward super cool yeah that's so like awesome. our like this coat you can wear it both ways yeah so so that's my idea I, that's I, awesome. yeah and it's made right here in New York so I, I met with the um, the people at the factory I, I know everybody I go myself back and forth all the time to try them out and you know so I'm, I'm in that process and I really like at this point I just wear or as clothing line yeah. almost every day. I don't even buy people's clothes anymore. <laughs> I really am believing in it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so if people want to find you online and on social, where can they find you? So for a website is oreslifestyle.com, ores is zero, like I said. And then um, for Instagram, at oreslifestyle as well. And Facebook, at oreslifestyle, same thing. Yeah. Awesome. I think one of the things that stuck out to me that Ramona said that I also struggle with is to not criticize people who are maybe not living their perfect zero waste life. But it's important to remember that by living a zero waste life and setting the example, we too can be inspirational rather than critical. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. If these episodes make a difference to you, consider becoming a sponsor of the podcast by visiting anchor.fm slash trash talking. You can become a sponsor for as low as $2.99 a month, which is the price of a cup of coffee. We hope that you'll continue listening, subscribing, and telling your friends about our podcast and helping to support what we do. Don't forget to follow us on social and don't forget to tune in in a couple of weeks where we'll have more stories from eco-warriors around the world. Thanks for listening and stay green. Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more Trash Talking with Eco Warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at Trashy Beauty Co.